working. Look at it. It's fucking disgusting. Oh, my God. Seven. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, where just like short films, we do our best work in under two minutes. <laughs> hey <laughs> I am Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And I'm talking about sex. Ooh. <laughs> Relations? That's the one. Ooh. <laughs> Saucy. Not while there's ladies present, Michael. Oh. Oh. <gasps> Speaking of. Hey, Sarah. Sarah's back. Celebrity appearance in the house. Sarah also got engaged last week. She did. Fun fact. Right. Well, congratulations. Mm. Congrats to you, too. Where's your ring, though? They took it from me. Three days. I took it back. Three days. Uh, well, when it's you go to divorce court already, it's it's, it's, it's tough to... They took it because it was a blood diamond. I guess we'll have to start seeing therapy, going to therapy, I guess. But, um, yeah, no, we took it to uh, to get resized. It was a little bit too big, so... You can't do the old uh, wrap the yarn around the bottom the way my mom did with my dad's class ring? You, you can. You could also use duct tape. Ooh, or maybe a, a rubber band. You could just super glue it on your finger too. Like just cut the bottom of the band off and just super glue super the top glue on. The, it. Just super glue the diamond nice. right here. Nice. Or you could do like those body mod people and get like the uh, stud, like just screw it right into your bone, oh, and just have the diamond sitting right on your uh, right on your finger. Man, I wonder if, if anybody's you... ever done that. I, yeah, I actually. Hurt if it got caught on anything. Like yeah, you want to talk about like the finger? Well, people, because people get the spikes in their skulls. They get the dermal punches. Uh, That'd be such screws. a terrible place to do it though. <laughs> you know, like people are always worried about. Uh, finger occlusion injuries and stuff can you imagine if you had just like a Ooh. metal stud sticking out of your finger oh and then you got into a fight with somebody Whoa. like it seems like you would be able to hurt the other person but really it would just jam oh, would into kill your you bone. yeah it'd absolutely kill you Ugh. yeah anyway what's going on boys not much we are the buzzkill podcast oh i thought we, we are talked we about are that. sold out tonight <laughs> full, full crowd capacity. Ooh, it's getting hot in here. Um, what have you guys been up to? You get been been doing been, anything cool? I've been what? watching a bunch of stuff. A bunch of a stuff. A bunch of stuff. I I, uh, I I watched like twenty seven movies this week. Oh, Holy yeah. cow! They were, Tell us about them, James. They were short films. It was easy. Why would you watch those? Shut up! Fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, since you guys won't answer my question, uh, I actually I, did answer your question. I, I said I was watching stuff. Oh, okay. What were you watching? <laughs> did you watch anything other than the short films that yes. we watched this week? Yeah. All right, tell me about it. Uh, I watched the Castlevania series. Oh, on Netflix. Damn it! I meant to watch it. You, it's it's really short. It's only four twenty-minute episodes. Oh, that's cool. it. I thought it was gonna be way longer than that. Uh, it's really good. That's the whole season. Yeah, yeah. Really. They already greenlit a second season, though. I think they probably wanted to test the waters, is my guess. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was really good for uh, being anime. I'm not a big anime fan. Um, but it was really, really good, though. I'm a big fan of Castlevania. So, obviously, the mythology with Dracula and Alucard and, you know, all you know, vampires and all that stuff. It's just, 
I dig it. So most definitely. Uh, yeah, no, it was really good though. The uh, some the the action sequences in it are really cool for especially for animation and whatnot. Cool. But uh, yeah, highly recommend it. Yeah, I gotta check it out. I meant to watch it today, especially since I knew it would only be twenty minutes to a half hour for an episode. Mm-hmm. So you'd think I would have been able to fit it's it in, but definitely I'm... very adult as well, like lang- with language and whatnot. Nice. Mm-hmm. I do like adult language. I dig you, that. You fuckers. I also <laughs> watched a documentary today mm-hmm. called Extraordinary. The Stan, uh, what's the guy's last name? The Stan Romack story, or yeah. Romanek story. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of this before? Uh, just because you told me about it earlier. <laughs> Documentary's nuts, right? First half an hour that I'm watching it, I called you. And I'm like, I'm like legitimately freaked out by this documentary. You have to watch it. It's about this guy who for the last 15 years has been documenting over 150 different types of encounters, abductions, uh Close counters of the first kind, second kind, third, like all the different stages of that. He's seen UFOs. He's got you know visual so proof. He, he's, he, got... he's saying these, the all of these, these are all his own personal encounters. Yes, but he's documented them all. So as he's talking about them, there's video proof, there's photograph proof, there's all of the run the gamut, right? And they're really believable. Like it was really really cool. Like I was mm-hmm. kind of fascinated. I was watching this, and then uh, and then they get to the part where he's listening to this the evp session that they do in his house right yeah and the uh there's this low growly sort of like uh like humming sound they hear yeah yeah sort of like that (laughs) and he goes but when you slow it down to 18 percent, this is what you hear star child your time is now (laughs) and it was in like perfect crisp english did it literally say that yes Star Child, your time Star Child was what they called him, and I was paraphrasing the rest. But yeah, Star Child. It's like, it's like a Coheed and Cambria like. That's what uh, <laughs> comic book. That's what that's what Ace Freely called himself from Kiss. <laughs> oh, there you go. See, <laughs> I've heard some of this guy's stuff before. I haven't seen this documentary, but I've seen like that yeah. picture you have on your computer right there of that image. And yeah, yeah. Well, then they get I've to heard this a little part. bit about him. So, so that that was like okay, that doesn't seem right. And then they get to this part where he supposedly catches actual aliens peeping Tom through his window or Tom peeping how would you how would you say it that way uh, <laughs> the, the, the being, peeping who's being, Tom being was a peeping, peeping Tom. being a peeping Tom through his window mm-hmm. and it's like the alien head just comes up really quick and you see half its head <laughs> and it's there for like it's there for like 30 seconds and it just goes and it just disappears like and like sounds super cute <laughs> yeah no it really was and it's not scary at all and they look really fake like there's a there's a supposedly real photograph of a bunch of aliens in his backyard and it just looks like a bunch of pinatas like like <laughs> and they got really fake and then i looked it up or whatever and obviously everything's fake so it took me out of it but the first half an hour of it's good but what it did though is it turned into instead of it being fascinating from an alien standpoint it was fascinating from a character study standpoint because this guy has spent the last 15 years of his life faking all of this footage and it's more it's more about him and like I've his heard of mental state kind of like stuff it's before, it's, it's kind of crazy yeah but uh that's on netflix i highly recommend it the even, end. even yeah. though the end was a disappointment, like so, they actually did transition into. We well, learned. We the, learned that this guy's complete bullshit. No, no, they didn't. They actually end the uh, the end of the documentary with. Uh, in 2014, he was arrested for uh, dis- uh, I think it was distributing or possession of child pornography, and so now he's <laughs> now he's in jail. And he's claiming that the government set him up and hacked his computers and put all oh, the stuff because, in. because because he they knows want the they truth. want him to shut up, so uh-huh. they want to put him behind. Yeah, yeah that so sounds real. Yeah, <laughs> go to jail, you piece of shit. But um, well, yeah, uh, interesting. I haven't been watching any cool documentaries about dumb aliens, but. Uh, did they have another wedding this another wedding and another bachelor party this past weekend yes, which we, we did. both went to. Yep. We have an we have another wedding in 2 weeks 
followed by another bachelor party the next day. Wow! And then two weeks after that, another wedding, another bachelor party, and another wedding. Yep. And then two weeks after that, another wedding. <laughs> Jeez! Yeah, fun times. Yeah. If, if we disappear for a few weeks, now you know why. Yeah, everybody stop getting married. Sucks. It's stupid. Yeah. I'm going broke. <laughs> going broke. I know. We had nine weddings to go to ourselves it, this year. It's like putting those, I'm, I'm putting a fresh $10 bill in there, you know. To, as a gift, I'm being pretty generous. I'd say fresh ten, as the as the gift for the for the wedding. And you're you're doing ten. My tens are going Ooh. quick. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was for me and Aaron. So. I you no, gotta, oh, you so, gotta, okay. You got to cover your plate. Five, that's true. That's five true. Five bucks true. ahead, I think, that's is true. the typical going rate for. You know what I'm mean? doing? Just, yeah. just just out of spite, I'm gonna give all of my gifts and just rolled pennies oh, and just dude. empty them into the box. Please, please, <laughs> please do. It'd be like 700 pounds of pennies. Here's some bitcoins. <laughs> dude, that would be a generous gift. Bitcoin is at like 2,700 dollars or something. These like uh, that. these stamps I hear are worth a lot of money. Oh. So here you go. <laughs> Speaking of stamps, did you hear that they're, uh, the, the the painting that um, was the insp- like the painting that they used for the promotional poster like it was the inspiration for the promotional poster of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, I know. Actually, know the the painting. Of they're making it into a stamp now. Oh no, kidding! Nice. It's just kind of weird. It's like really weird because the original painting was I think it was called Christina's World. Mm-hmm. It it was. Uh, a picture of a girl like sitting in a field looking toward this house like off in the distance and it, yeah the house looks like the, it looks like it the, looks like the texas but apparently in the in the what, what house uh, the, 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 <laughs> shut up apparently in the uh, painting the girl has um polio okay so it's just kind of sure weird so in the promotional poster for texas chainsaw massacre thank you very much uh, it's literally that exact same painting, just with Leatherface running at this girl. So when you know it was like originally intended but as like Leatherface a... have polio. No, he might. He <laughs> Maybe might. that's why he's so angry. <laughs> anyway, damn it! All right. Oh, all right. So speaking of all these weddings making us want to drink. Yeah. What do we got? Oh, beers. Beers. Today, uh... that, se- that segue was so good. I should be riding around on it. All right. I thought that one. <laughs> then everybody'd think you're an asshole just because everybody thinks that. Oh, fuck! Any- Are you kidding me? If I could, if I could afford a Segway, I would buy one in a second. No, I totally. Do you want one of these? Ooh, look yeah. at that sediment. I totally bottom. agree with you that I would. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, you know what? I would have it. I would have a Segway if I if I could afford one. But since I can't afford one, everybody who rides around on one is an asshole. <laughs> so this week, we're talking about short films. Yes. And uh, <laughs> maybe you've heard of Shorts Brewery. Out of uh, Elk Rapids, Michigan. Go figure. Another Michigan. Been there. Have you? Yeah, it's Where fantastic. is Elk Rapids? I, I went there. Uh, it's up by Traverse City-ish. Over, actually, you know where Torch Lake is at? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did a Campion Champ out camped at Torch Lake there yeah. one year. Yeah. It's right around the corner from there. It, it went well. <laughs> it didn't go <laughs> you well. And, uh, you are like, yeah, actually, we, um, I took a trip there and had their beer before it was getting distributed down to the local area. So, that so was, you actually went to the brewery? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so this uh, from Shorts Brewery in Elk Rapids, Michigan. This is called Melt My Brain. Uh, Melt My Brain is an experimental golden ale brewed with coriander, juniper berries, limes, and blended with tonic water to create the tasting experience of drinking a gin and tonic cocktail. Delicate aromas of citrus and pine flow into bold, bright flavors of sweet lime with a slightly sticky bitterness. 
Refreshing and clean, a tasty tonic effervescence provokes the palate for more. Melt My Brain was awarded a silver medal in the experimental beer category at the 2015 Great American Beer Festival. There is a lot of sediment in this beer. Is it supposed to be that? Like Melt know. My Brain themed? Is it lime pieces? Yeah, it's, it might there's be like date. chunks of lime. There's, yeah, there's a date on the bottom, 010117. Yeah. But it's, the, the, mine, but, it's, but it's summer seasonal. Yeah, mine's so. 62317. So. Uh, oh, is it? Yes, yeah, so that's brand new. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Let's drink it and see what it is. Let's do it. Is this twist off? No. Nope. Come on. There you go. Chum. Thank you. Thank you. You ever had that uh, aloe drink that has the chunks of aloe oh, in it? Oh, yeah. I th- I'm just going to picture that. That's what this is. <laughs> I had a ginger beer. We were at uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, and they were selling these like cases of really fancy ginger beer for for nothing, and it has a ton of sediment in it. Gross. It's supposed to. It's like an old-fashioned ginger oh, beer. Oh, cheers. Cheers, boys and girl. Whoa. Oh, it's good. It wasn't does, what I expected. It, the carbonation it, from the tonic actually is... I was going to say I was gonna say at first, like, it almost kind of tastes like... <laughs> kind of tastes like puke. But then <laughs> once I realized that that flavor that I was tasting is tonic, uh-huh. it kind of made sense. You know how tonic almost has that sort of like bitter, yeah, uh, oh yeah. the yeah. bitter kind of, yeah. kind of tastes like puke. In I like a, it in a, in a really good way. It's like the puke, like oh. it's it's like the puke that you have while you're still drinking, not the next morning. I know what I'm right. I know what I'm doing the next time somebody around me drinks too much. What puking? I don't know what you're talking about. I lost train of thought. I'm puking my mouth. It's delicious. <laughs> That's what it tastes like. But yeah, it's a good beer though. That got weird. <laughs> you guys are weird. Speaking yeah, was, of speaking of weird and dumb, we are dumb. We, we are dumb. So let's tell the people why we're yeah, dumb. Yeah, we got a lot wrong last week, so uh, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Stupid! You're so stupid! <laughs> oh, we are stupid. We got a lot wrong last week. Before we move on to that, <clears throat> we, uh, we were talking about this shorts melt my brain Correct. a second ago. And uh, we were trying to figure out the flavor in it that, because I said, I, I'm like, I'm not sure about this. And Mike was going through the, is, he's, is, it, is it the juniper? I'm like, no, juniper is what they make gin out of. I love gin. He said, is it the coriander? And then I realized coriander is cilantro, mm-hmm. essentially. It's the seeds, from, right? Is it the, the seeds, seeds from, from a cilantro, cilantro plant? And I'm getting it now every single time I taste I still like it, but every single time I taste it, that taste that like coats the back of your throat after you dip, swallow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really does. I do. I'm getting that that cilantro taste because to yeah. some people, some people, I think you were telling me before, have a natural well, so disposition. Some, to... some people have a genetic predisposition to uh, like some enzyme in cilantro that causes them to t- taste. Most people who don't like cilantro or have this genetic predisposition say that cilantro tastes like soap. Uh-huh. So yeah, you get. I, you guys have told me that before. Like it tastes like dish soap. You don't like it. And mm-hmm. I, I'd like cilantro. I put it in my Mexican food. And Ugh. we were actually making Mexican food the other day and we were out of cilantro and I was like, crap, I don't feel like running to the store. And I was like <laughs> half joking but half serious. Like, let's put some Dish soap in there. We didn't. You gotta get a hard bar and put it over a grater and just grate, oh. just grate the like, soap into like it. A nice, like a nice Irish uh, Irish spring or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. So, uh, so, so I the chocolate you know, swirls on top of ice cream. <laughs> what did we get wrong last week, boys? All right. So uh, we were talking about John Carpenter's band, and we weren't 100% sure if if he had one or two kids. Yeah, in. yeah. Uh, John Carpenter's band uh, on the Lost Themes 1 and 2 and live, it consists of himself, his son Cody, okay. and his godson, Daniel 
Daniel Davis. Interestingly enough, I didn't know this, Daniel Davis uh, is the son of guitarist Dave Davis of the Kinks. Oh. Did not know that. Right on. And um, he also took over vocals for a short time for the band CKY oh, cool. uh, at the end of their run in 2012. So he's been around, and he uh, apparently John Carpenter is his godfather, which is pretty BA if you ask me. Yeah, that would be that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, so this is not really a correction, but just to, sort of to clear something up. Last week, it, it was about because I, I I said the word GIF, and I said that's how you say it. I, even though I know, I, I said the guy that created it, his name is Steve Wilhite. He actually did come out in an interview and say it's pronounced Jif, yeah. like the peanut butter. And I said that last week. And people lost their damn minds. <laughs> so and, and then Mike said, no, I think he came out and said that it's pronounced Gif. It's kind he of did, confusing. He did, come out, he did yeah. come out and say that it's pronounced Jif. I'm still going on record as saying that just because you created it doesn't mean you can change the English language. It's graphics, not giraffics, you idiot. LOL. So, <laughs> yeah, lols. So, uh, um, yeah, Steve Wilhite, burn in hell. <laughs> it's pronounced gift. He's still alive, isn't he? Yeah, but like when once he dies, burn in oh, hell. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, okay, so we said last week that the uh, the two inside films, the original and the uh, oh, yeah, and the remake are directed by the same person. They are not. Mm-hmm. The uh, the remake is helmed by Miguel Angel Vivas, and the original was done by uh, Alexandra. Uh, Bustilio and Julian Mari. I love listening. I just completely destroyed every, it. Every time, every <laughs> time you go to say foreign, like people of like like foreigners' names, I just let you do it because I love listening to you say it. <laughs> Alexandre Bustilio. <laughs> it's Alexandre Bastillo. Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> and Julian Mori. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, um, you're um, just a sweetheart. Mark Margolis. Is the actor? <laughs> Dumbass. What? No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> Steve Wilhite said it's actually pronounced Marjolis. Oh, really? Yeah, Mike okay. Mar- Mark Marjolis. Okay, so Mark Marjolis. Fuck you, Steve. <laughs> uh, he's the actor that played Hector Salamanca in um, Better Call Saul and. No, it's Salamanca. That's how they actually no, say it. Know, That's actually just, how they say it. There's just so many names that you're possibly <laughs> fucking up. I don't know. Uh, Hector Salamanca in uh, Better Call Saul and uh, Breaking Bad, as well as the Pope in End of Days. Interestingly enough, when I was actually looking this up, um, I was reading an article that he was on set filming for the new season of Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. And he's in his 70s right now, and uh, he took a nasty spill and had to go to the hospital and have brain surgery. What? Wow. He had to, they had to uh, relieve a whole bunch of pressure swelling in his brain. And so oh now they're gosh. saying that this next season of Better Call Saul has to drastically change because he can't he, he might not be able to come back wow so that they're at a standstill right now and that's going to change everything so geez that's crazy yeah so i don't know how they're going to do it but um <clears throat> and then we have another correction from Vito. oh Vito we Power. said we said that uh when m night Shyamalan, when when m night Shamillion came out he uh <laughs> Uh, the, the people were saying that he was dubbed uh, the new Stephen King. Yeah. And I was wrong on that. He was dubbed the new Alfred Hitchcock. Oh. That's what it was. That makes more sense. Yeah, it does. Especially, like I said, because Stephen King is an author. <laughs> uh, um, you got anything else? Yeah, I was talking about a, a, a scene from... I, I thought that I had seen a scene from Leatherface, which is completely wrong and stupid of me to even say. The hammer scene in question that I was talking about was actually from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning. Oh, I have not seen that one. Uh, yeah, the reason that I 
forgot what it was from is because I completely forgot that that movie even existed. <laughs> I haven't seen the entire thing, so I'm, yeah, I've, I've never seen it. So. Uh, and then one more thing, actually, from the uh, the guys at Exploding Heads podcast. These um, assholes again. These assholes. Uh, Barbara Crampton was not one of the three sisters in Lords of Salem. I said that mm-hmm. she was not one of the. It, she's her scenes. She was in Lords of Salem, but the scenes that she was in actually got. Like that whole side story got cut out of was the movie. Was she a part of the side story that had Sid Haig and um, I forget who the other actor was? Well, no, Sid Haig was in. No, he's still in it, but there was a whole side story with them that got cut out of the movie, though. Actually, I don't know. I, I got to go back. <laughs> I should. I might be correcting myself next week again. How but about this? She, How about we they leave said, it at To Be Continued? They said that they, they said she plays a camera woman on a on a children's TV show or something like that. I don't remember there ever being a children's Neither TV show in Lords of Salem. I say we come back to this one. Let's come back to this one. Uh, actually, I, I think it was Dave Z from Exploding Heads that mm-hmm. messaged us. Uh, if you're listening to this and you know what the hell I'm talking about and you want to correct me again, feel free. Otherwise, I will find out for next week and I'll correct myself again. Because so. here in the Buzzkill podcast, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. We don't about. do our own work. That would be... If you've listened to the show too for hard. any length of time, you know that by now. <laughs> yeah, we mostly just make shit up. All right, you got anything else? No, I that's think it? that's it. No, okay, so out of the corrections and into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. <laughs> Say, chum, you look like you could use some horror news. Well, grab your glass of panther piss and get ready to go half seas over. It's the bleed feed. Take it away, Charlie. <laughs> Work 60% of the time every time. Panther piss, you say? Panther piss. Uh, all right, so let's raise our glasses of panther piss uh, to a fallen comrade. Mm. Sort of comrade that we used to watch on TV. <laughs> um, did you guys ever watch True Blood? Oh, yeah. I never did, but I actually watched a, a super cut of... Um, said fallen comrade mm-hmm. not uh, like a long time ago uh well uh, nelson elias i believe that's how you say his name ellis uh, dude nelson ellis it could be elias <laughs> it's e-l-l-i-s l-i-s oh my elias gosh. it could be no <laughs> not in the english um, language well nelson uh, ellis uh who uh, portrayed uh, the character of lafayette, lafayette he was he was the cook on uh true blood yeah uh he passed away uh i think it was yesterday um, no, it was this uh, week. This we, week we saw it when we were at, we saw it on the TV at the bar when we were at the bachelor party. So it was on Saturday. We I did. Think. So it was Saturday. You're right. You're right. I, God, I can't believe it was that long ago. Right? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah, he he passed away uh, due to heart failure. Thirty nine uh, years old. Jeez. Uh, pa- luckily in his sleep. So I mean, there's yeah, I mean, some solace to that, I suppose. But, yeah, but um, man, so young, that's crazy. Yeah, he uh, he had heart uh, heart failure after a battle with alcohol and drugs. Uh, oh, okay. The little bit that I was reading on it is he was actually. Um, kicking alcohol, and that's actually what put him, made his heart fail, is oh, because geez. he had stopped drinking. Yeah. Probably, you know, when you quit cold turkey and you're drinking that much. It's like crazy withdrawals and exactly. stuff like that. I, he must that's, have that's really... What, that's what I gathered from what I read, so... He must have really been a heavy drinker then or something. He like was. That. It was something that he hid from a lot of people, I guess. Wow. But, um... Uh, that being said, uh, Lafayette was my favorite character on that show. He was he was great. There's there's one scene in particular where uh, he was the gay cook. He was a very flamboyantly gay cook. Mm-hmm. And there's this, there's one scene where you were talking about this earlier. It's he uh, he comes out there's a bunch of dumb hicks like saying, "Oh, I don't want that queer food or whatever it was. Yeah. Whatever it was they said, you know, something very something bad terrible." Doing. Yeah. And um, he comes out and just rips him a new asshole. Oh yeah. And uh, just. 
just a great scene. It was an awesome scene. Like I said, I I I uh, don't know how I came across it, but I've never watched True Blood before. You the first couple of seasons were good. It got kind of did yeah, it. After yeah, that. you told me to, you always told me to watch it, but uh, probably told you to watch it because Anna Paquin is fine. I don't I don't get it. I don't know. I don't think she's. Oh. I mean, I like her as an actress. <laughs> I just don't think she's fine. Um, mm, she is. But no, she I saw is. like a super cut of the Lafayette character, and I was like, man, this guy's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, he's enough to make me want to watch the show yeah but uh yeah so really sad 39 years old yeah rest in uh rest in peace rest in peace um moving on moving on um remember that movie the house that october built or houses that october built yes we liked it a lot found footage movie about a group of people that go to these haunted house attractions to try to find the best haunt it's found footage so we would exactly (laughs) uh we're getting a second one and apparently it's already been filmed Hmm. directed by uh same guy, Bobby Rowe, who directed the first one. Okay. Uh, did the second one, and it's going to be coming out this September. Cool. I, um, does it have anything about it, or just that's just that it's coming out? Yeah. It, well, <clears throat> here's the thing. It's it's basically the exact same movie mm-hmm. uh, from the description that I read. Uh, there's one right here. I'll, I'll just read you the description. Uh, the new film picks up the five haunted house enthusiast friends still trying to recover from the trauma of being kidnapped last Halloween by the blue skeleton. Wait. Uh, what? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. They make it out, apparently. Um, they died. A group who takes extreme haunts to another level, they decide to face their fears in order to move on and go back out on the road to find more haunted houses. But the signs of the blue skeleton start appearing again. No, dumb. Stupid. I'm still going to watch it. I'll watch I'm it. I'm still going to watch it. dumb. Those people all died. That's what I, I remember, sorry, too. Sorry, spoilers <laughs> if you haven't seen the houses October built. But no, there's no doubt at the end of the movie that those people, at least... I could see maybe two of them still being alive, but all five of them, yeah, there's no, no way. They they make it pretty clear at the end of that movie that they did not make it out. So. Right. That's dumb. I, I got nothing for you. You know what? Fuck that news. Scratch it. <laughs> Scratch Stupid it. Stupid news. news. Stupid news. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, here's some news. Uh, Land of the Dead. Yes. I'm assuming you enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy the idea of it, yes. <laughs> very, very much so. <laughs> and Dawn of the Dead. both The remakes. I'm talking about the remakes here. Um, Scream Factory well, is... remake. Land of the Dead was... Oh, yeah, sorry. Somewhere. The remake of Dawn of the Dead and Land of the Dead. Oh, and I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about something else that oh, we're going to get to next. Sake, Land of the Dead I did love. I loved Land of the Dead. Oh, okay. Just clarification. Cool. Because Vito will call me out and goes, no, you love that movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> now Vito tells you what you do and do not love. I mean, someone's got to. Vito. Uh, so, uh, so anyways, uh, getting back to this, Scream Factory is putting out two disc collector's editions of each of them. Uh, they don't really have too much on special features no, or anything like that No, there's going to be commentaries yet. and whatnot, but they're still working on the features. And those right. are going to be announced, I think, later on. But uh, apparently there's going to be a lot of cool new stuff. So Two discs worth, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Scream Factory Collector's Editions are always worth it. Yeah. And I love the fact that they're doing the Dawn of the Dead remake. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few remakes that is... It's like, really good. Not better than the original, but just, just as, as good, good for different reasons. Right. You know? um, so what we were saying, what, what I was saying, though, is I thought you were talking about the new George Romero movie, Road of the Dead. Oh. So George Romero has been trying to get a new Of the Dead movie off the ground for a while. Mm-hmm. And it uh, sounds like he's closer now to getting one off the ground in Road of the Dead. Well, we talked about this a few weeks ago. The very idea that he couldn't get funding yeah. is ridiculous. Well, he's the yeah. master of zombie movies. One thing the that Godfather, rather. does not excite me, though, is that he's not directing. Mm. He's producing it. Now, granted, when we saw him a couple weeks ago at, um, at Motor City Nightmares, he... 
it doesn't shock me that he's not directing it because he's you know he's starting to get up there in age you know and he's had some medical things in the past so maybe the idea of taking on a full directorial gig on a movie is a little bit much at this point yeah as long as he's still gonna have his say though um it's the plot of this movie is weird though uh in the darkest days of the zombie apocalypse the last safe place on earth is anything but as a mad uh Mad Despot uses a spectacle of high-octane carnage to keep control of his populace. It's basically they they learn how to make zombies drive somehow, and they make them race like Death Race style for the amusement of the humans. So it's like Death Race mixed with Mad Max yes. mixed with... Land of the, or of the, of the of Dead. Of the Dead. Yes. <laughs> it's a weird concept. I don't know how that fits into his whole... Every movie is a new like time period about the social. <laughs> con- maybe because everyone know. loves Fast and the Furious. Maybe that's know, what though. it like, is. Maybe it's maybe it maybe it'll just be like balls to the walls, like mindless fun. zombie fuckery. I, that might be fun. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, um, Netflix is making. Uh, have you ever heard of the comic book series, uh, The Umbrella Academy? I have not. This was written by uh, Gerard Way hmm. from My Chemical Romance. Um, I've I've never actually I've I've always wanted to get a hold of them and read them because they sound really cool. The artwork is really awesome and everything. But uh, Netflix is actually turning the comic book series into a show. Oh, which that's cool. which might be pretty cool. They have um, uh, it's going to be the Umbrella Academy is a live action series that follows the estranged members of a dysfunctional family of superheroes, the Umbrella Academy. Um, the name of the Heroes or the kind of like characters or maybe anti-heroes even. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Monocle, Space Boy, the Kraken, the Rumor, the Seance, Number Five, the Horror, and the White Violin work together to solve their father's mysterious death while coming apart at the seams due to their divergent personalities and abilities. Ooh. So I don't know. I think that'll be pretty cool. And Netflix has been really killing it with their shows. So yeah, that's true. Uh, right now and and also right now, if you make a comic book. You can sell it to anybody. Comic books are so like comic book properties, turning them into shows or movies or whatever. It's 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 been huge for a long time and it hasn't slowed down at all yet. So I smell an idea, Michael. Oh, the Buzzkill Podcast Chronicles. That'd be the <laughs> of, Narnia. <laughs> of, of Narnia. Of <laughs> Narnia. <laughs> that would be the worst show ever. Um, okay, what else? Not we a got? show, a comic book. And oh, we'll I just assume we turn it into a show because that's what they do with all Well, we will. Books. We'll sell it. We'll sell it. and then we'll <laughs> The show would just be this. Show. It'd be totally meta. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stranger Things got, season two, got its release date. Mm-hmm. October 27th, bitches. Yeah. And also uh, a new poster. Did mm-hmm. you see the new poster? With clouds and a demon. Clouds and a and gigantic. My favorite thing, kids on bikes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes you sound <laughs> like a creep. I just love sitting down by the, the elementary school, watching kids on bikes. Listening to Radiohead. We're, I'm a creep. Wearing that red bandana and sleeveless for dire life's sake shirt that you're wearing right now. That's right. All right. I'm not impressing no one. Yeah. Well, right. you're impressing the hell out of me. All right. Do we like uh, Quentin Tarantino? No. Yes, I do. Fuck this news, then. <laughs> uh, so Quentin Tarantino wrote and will direct a movie based on the Manson family murders. Oh, yeah. Very excited about this. Hmm. Uh, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Lawrence have been approached. Really? Uh, they have not been cast yet, hmm. but they've been approached. Now, Brad Pitt doesn't shock me because he works on a lot of Tarantino stuff. Sure. Uh, we're killing Nazis. That's from Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, I know. I, I thought, thought you were going to come in. I thought you were going to say something else after that. <laughs> um, Awkward. 
Um, uh, yeah. So is and that the, all you got on that? No, the, the, the script, uh, uh, it hasn't been released yet, but it sounds like the script uh, story uh, centers around uh, Sharon Tate, the uh, wife of Roman Polanski. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be about that, about that aspect of the Manson murders. I mean, that's the most famous aspect. So Sure, sure, yep. sure. So I wonder if Jennifer Lawrence is approached to play Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate. Tate. Mm-hmm. Very possible. Interesting. Um, yeah. I Pretty just fun. hope Brad Pitt doesn't play Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I think, I mean, you couldn't. It's No, there's yeah. no way, right? You know who they should get to play Charles Manson? The guy that played Rafi in the league. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Jason Mustakas? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah I think so. No, there's no... <laughs> No, with with the Rafi personality, dude. He was on uh, he was on Seth Meyers last night, and he essentially just is Rafi. Like that's his personality in real life. It's pretty hilarious. Just nice. like just edge edge down a little bit, but uh, yeah. Is that all you got on that one? That's it. All right. Um, Are we at the last one? Uh, yeah. Why don't you take it away since it's your all right? It's so in your, um, it's in your wheelhouse. This October, we're getting the new season of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Very excited about it. Yep. And uh, starting to get some details emerging. I know, this beer is doing it to me, too. Yeah. It's very soapy. Soap. Not like the awesome shoes you used to wear with, with the, the oh, grind. Dude, did you soap? Oh, fuck yeah, I soaped. I soaped, too. I guess it's way off topic. Uh, so- <laughs> <laughs> if, if people, hold on, we should explain that. Soaps are, soaps are shoes with grind plates yeah. on them, so you can do extreme walking. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. Justin is not impressed. <laughs> I I did I made a mistake of wearing my soaps to one of the first concerts I ever went to, which was at the Palace, and then we went to rush the the floor. You just slid. I I caught my grind plate on one of the stairs and just like slid down <laughs> about sixteen stairs. Nice. It was awesome. Anyway, all right. <laughs> I made um, my own soaps. I had a pair of shoes that had the cutout, and I took sheet metal and I screwed it up into the sole, and they worked awesome. Are you serious? Yeah. You're way cooler than us. All right. That's why That's why I didn't give a shit about your soap story. But, but go ahead. What else? What's, what's the last bit of the news here? Anyway, um, yeah. So uh, it's, uh, details are emerging that Ash is going to have a daughter in the new season. Yeah. And uh, this it's interesting because uh, a lot of people are speculating that it's possible that this is how they're going to bridge together the old series and the new series in that Jane Levy might be Ash's daughter. And or... or oh, so you did find this? Did you find this somewhere? Because I said that earlier, and you're like, "Where, where did you?" Well, I, I'm getting to the or part because oh. that's what you had read. I oh, had also okay. read that at the beginning of Ash versus, uh, or not Ash versus, at the beginning of the Evil Dead remake. Yeah. There's a girl that gets burned at the stake in the basement of the cabin. Right. And some people are speculating that she has something to do with it as well. I see. I don't know how they would tie that in though, because that's it took place years before. Yeah. But Ash is old now, so maybe I don't know. I the way I took that though, I haven't seen the remake in a while, but the way I took that was it was like like decades ago yeah so i'm just saying those those are the, the speculations those are the rumors right um if they if they if they tie the two together though then i'm so more did, than excited did you actually read the thing that said something about jane levy because i i only i, I saw it in like a, a facebook uh, uh yeah horror, yeah horror no group. yeah there was a there was an article <laughs> saying that pretty much exactly what i said there's just people have been speculating okay. ever since the news came out people are hoping that's what it is because there was talk before of them bridging the two series together oh, right in movie form cool so it's possible that, that idea is still alive and this is how they're going to do it cool, so cool. that uh i think that's it that's I, the news i think that's it well that was the bleed feed and those are the stories that made the cut boom that was the news all right uh we're gonna take a break and we're gonna talk about some shorts 
long form. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Alright, so today we're talking shorts. Not the not the fashion statement. And in the spirit of shorts, I will be answering every one of your questions with one word for the rest of the And night. I will be asking every question with one word. Go. Saw. Nice. Yes. Alright. This, this, <laughs> this is a bad game. Um, okay, so how do you feel about shorts? Short uh, films. I, I love short films because As do you I. can this is one of the like you want to talk about going down the rabbit hole on YouTube? Oh, yeah. Like, I could seriously spend we, about... Last night, we sat at, <laughs> yeah. at your house and we did it. Yeah. Just sipping on wine. Had the fire going. We are really sipping. I was drinking it out of a tall glass. I was drinking, <laughs> I was drinking out of a pewter cup. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I started watching Game of Thrones, I drink my wine out of pewter. It's the only way to do it. Until I get a bullhorn or something to, to drink out of. <laughs> anyway, uh... Um, yeah, no, short short films. I love short films. I mean, it's it, it's nice because like s- sometimes, especially with like having kids and and like all kinds of stuff going on, to sit, to sit down and watch a movie sometimes. Like it'll be ten o'clock at night, and I'm like, do I really want to start a movie right now? Nah. So I'll just watch like five short films, mm-hmm. call it a night. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I like it. It's it's nice, and they're really like a lot of a lot of short films are actually effectively scary too. Because well, they are because it's 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 all the scary parts of like a major of a film <clears throat> condensed into anywhere from two to ten minutes typically. Right, and and a lot of times it's almost like kind of taken out of context. Like you don't get a you don't get a lot of explanation, <coughs> mm-hmm. which makes it even scarier. It can be. It can sometimes it falls flat for that exact same reason though. Too. Right. Because sometimes it's this big setup for a jump scare and it means nothing. Right. You know, I, th- I think that the the uh, the importance of a short film is still having context and still having. A beginning, a middle, and an end. And you can do that in a short period of time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, you know, that's the craft of it. I, I, I think that short films are super, super important in the industry because not only do they give first-time filmmakers a platform mm-hmm. when you can't afford to make a feature but you still want to get your ideas out. Right. It can, sh- it can showcase your skills. It can showcase all of that. Um, and also, it can be a platform to jump off into the features by using those short films as a proof of concept or. You know what have you? You can sell that idea to make into features. Right. Um, more specifically, those that's we're going to talk. The first couple ones that we're going to talk about are exactly what what those are. Um, so I think we should start off with probably the most famous short film, at least of our. Gen- well, no, we, our generation. But well, we we were kind of we were kind of discussing last night how uh, you like like back in the eighties and stuff. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth, for instance. Like that was kind of Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Like you got a movie every every, every year. year. Yep. You know, it's like you got to go to the theater every year to see a new installment of that of your you know your your favorite slasher flick. Mm-hmm. And when we were Saw, going, Saw was kind of the the series the that that we grew up when with. We were, when we were of age, we were watching horror movies and we were following, and then we were looking forward to them every single year. Right. I know me and you specifically were. Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean because the first one came out in what two thousand four. Yes. So we would have been. That would have been uh, right after high school for me. Yeah, so, so like 19 years old. Yep. 18. So, 
Yeah, like so they, 18, 19 years old, and then every year after that for seven, seven years. years. Yep. And for me, I was opposite of you guys because I followed the Nightmare on Elm Street as it was coming out. <laughs> Did you? When you started watching them when I was one. Oh, well, you didn't go to the you didn't go to the theater. Though. No, but I watched. We'd Mama, watch you're them. Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so saw the original short film uh, that uh, came out in. Uh, they made it in tw- uh, 2003. Mm-hmm. It was a 10 minute short uh, directed by James Bond, who would go on to write and direct, or not, or at least direct the you know the first two. No, he only did the first one. James Wan? Yeah, James Wan. He only did the first one. Did he? I believe so. I don't know. doesn't matter. We're talking about yeah. the shorts. <laughs> um, he did the first one for sure, obviously. Uh, Lee Winnell, who starred on the first one, also starred on the short, uh, also wrote the short and the first movie and mm-hmm. second movie and third movie. Um <laughs> Yeah, so essentially, what this, uh, what the Saw short is, it's the bear, it's the reverse bear trap scene in uh, in the feature film. If you're familiar with that, <clears throat> that's what the short is. Yeah, the short was that proof of concept, basically, of a guy torturing another guy, putting him in a trap, and him forcing him to do horrible things to get himself out of it. Yeah, and, the, and in the short, it was Lee Whannell in the reverse bear trap. Yes. And uh, and the way that this, the short sets it up is that uh, he's being questioned by a police officer, you know, <clears throat> tell me what happened and this and that. He's recounting a story, and that's where you you know you get the reverse bear trap. Um, now I had a question when I was watching this: Did they refer to that trap as the reverse bear trap in the actual Saw feature? I don't recall, because they do refer to it by name in the short. Do they? Yeah, and I'm wondering if that's where that came from. I didn't catch that. Um. This could be a correction for next week. But I don't. I don't know. They I'll, specifically I'll, call it that. I'll gladly go back and watch the first Saw movie because I haven't seen it in a while. So uh, why don't we just wait until next week and answer that question? Mm, done. Done. Um, one of the yeah, another great thing about the short is is that you see James Wan's style immediately. Yeah. He's he's one of those he's one of those those voices in uh, in the horror uh, in the horror community that when you see something that he's done, you just kind of know it. It's mm-hmm. dark and it's gritty and it's kind of gross, but it's sort of fast-paced and frenetic all at the same time. Oh, that weird, yeah, the weird like, camera wor- camera work mm-hmm. and would kind of go on to be become like the sort of the signature. Uh, what do you want to call it? Like the, sig- signature, the style. signature style, the yeah. signature look of the yep. Saw movies, where they would do like the weird, uh, like. The weird oh, like, almost like double time. Yeah, they would do the like the the double time kind of steady cam circling around the the person in the trap. Yeah, and then they would slow it down, and you would see the person screaming. And then it would speed back mm-hmm. up, and yeah, it's all right there in the short. And James Wan <laughs> would go on to other films like we just watched Death Sentence uh, recently. Right, and there's the uh, there's the absolutely incredible camera sequence going through the parking garage where he goes up six floors and then down three floors and then goes forward like it's it's the what's one of the most incredible camera moves one shot and camera moves i've ever seen mm-hmm. absolutely incredible and like that's that's he loves to move the camera around in, in really you know stylized kind of ways and that shows even from this first short in that was made in 2003 right um so they had they had written this in uh, australia <clears throat> And they were trying to get it made, and they ended up coming to the U.S. to make the short, and then ended up selling it to Lionsgate, which made the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they wouldn't have done, come here to do that, and they, if they would have stayed in Australia, we might never have gotten any of the Saw movies or any of the franchise or anything. Right. Um, so it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see the, the the genesis of that idea. Yeah. And what they had, what they had planned for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have too much more to add to that. I just, I, I like the short a lot, I and mean, it was. It was a jumping-off point for one of my favorite series. I know a lot of people kind of fizzled out after like the fourth 
installment of Saw, but Fairweather fans. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I love the whole series. So As to, do I. to go back and see where it all started, that to me is it was really exciting when I finally saw the original short. Yeah. So Anyway, let's move on to another one because we're talking about like 30 of them tonight. We are, we are. Um, Another one that we had seen a long time ago before we saw the actual movie was this tiny little short, only three minutes long, from 2008 called Mama. Mm. Uh, This was one of those ones where I I said earlier, like short films have the ability to like really give you a good scare. Mm -hmm. Just in two minutes, and this was one of them. Like when I saw this short and then I found out that it was going to be adapted into a feature... And then that Guillermo del Toro was going to be mm-hmm. attached to it. I was like shitting myself. I was like, yes, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> well, Guillermo, uh, Guillermo del Toro also shit himself because he watched it and thought it was one of the scariest things he's ever seen. Well, yeah, because this was, uh, I didn't write this down in my notes. Do you have the, the original uh, filmmaker for the, the short? Yeah, it was Andres, um, I'm going to say his name wrong again. Oh, is it Mush- Muschietti? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you. okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Andres Muschietti. Yeah, because he's, he's gone on to do, uh, he's he's having a good career right now. Um, yeah, he, Guillermo del Toro saw this short, and he's like... He thought it was I, like the most tense three minutes of, like, ever. Like, he's like, was, I, I'm, I'm going to put, I'm going to throw money at this project mm-hmm. because this is going to be awesome. And I really love the movie. Uh, personally. As, as do I. I think I like the, uh, I like the movie <clears throat> better than the short. Well, I, yeah. The, the short was was a good proof of concept yeah. uh, for what they were going for. Right. And I don't know if the idea was to make it into a feature to begin with. I don't, that I don't know. Um, but I tell you what, in this... I'd, I'd have to say that... Mo- wouldn't you say that most filmmakers who make shorts, like, they at, at some point probably hope to get I into, mean, like, the feature-length stuff? Yeah, Maybe not I mean, necessarily with that idea, but yeah. this, this one seems like there's so much... There, there's so much potential that I, 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 he, I figured that he definitely had in mind that he could make a full-length feature out of. Oh this. sure. Well, there's, there's, there's so much more you could do with that story. You know? Right. Yeah. And they did. Um, the, uh, the one thing that I will <clears throat> say is the, uh, the effects in this, they don't hold up as well as they did the first time that I saw it. Right. The, 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 the mama in question from the short is sort of this like astral demonic sort of presence mm-hmm. in the movie that the kids are kind of running away from. Yeah. And um, in the feature, she looks incredible. She looks awesome. In the, in the short, and granted, I'm sure it was done for very little money, the, 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 the CGI does not hold up a lot. It kind of looks like video game graphics coming at you a little bit. Yeah. Good video game graphics, but not I mean, movie quality. I mean, when it, there's, there's a certain part where, like, one of the little girls sees Mama in another room mm-hmm. she's probably like three rooms away but this like is down like the hall, this yeah. is one of those houses that just has like uh, like these long like l- like these long hallways that interconnect rooms and she sees her come into frame and then all of a sudden she comes at her mm-hmm. it's weird though because it's scary as hell but she's coming at her with her arms open like she wants to give her a hug yeah it's weird like well that's well first of all we should say cuz you're you're you said how much you liked the creature in the movie we should say the creature in the movie was not it, it was some CG obviously to make it look a little more astral but it, it was, was Javier Javier Botet. Yep. And I mean oh man one of the scariest things I've ever seen is the the uh, screen test Oh that yeah, Javier yep. Batet yep. did. If you've not seen it, it's on YouTube, I think, right? Just, just go or on, on DVD or yeah, something. Yeah, just go but... on and 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 go on YouTube and and type in uh, Javier Botet 
mama screen test and it's it's something about the music that's mm-hmm. playing and then watching him like he can like he's he's, he's all, all he's all double jointed like the very first thing that you see is he walks into frame and he's doing this weird thing and you see his arm and it looks like it's in kind of a natural position like he would go to just kind of like he's got it in a flexed position yeah. and he would go to lower it down but when he goes to lower it down, it comes the opposite direction. It's yeah, like, it's, what, it's, what did he just so do? Weird. He's it's a so spooky, crazy man. Um, um, but getting back to the short, yeah. So um, uh, it's it's really kind of uh, not to not to take the not to take the words right from Guillermo del Toro himself, but it's claustrophobic feeling. Oh, absolutely. You know, like all <clears throat> it's very dark and atmospheric and just really, really creepy because it basically takes takes place in like you have a room, a staircase and a hallway. That's and it's, pretty much it. And it, you get the sense that it's a huge house, but you're getting like all these really kind of tight close up shots of these of these girls. And it mm-hmm. does that thing where when you have a tight close up shot of somebody in a in a horror movie, that means you can't see what else is in the room. Mm-hmm. So like if something does come into frame it's going to be right in your face and that's kind of the way this one was there's i think my my, my absolutely favorite part of this short though in in the, the whole whopping three minutes of it is when the girls are running out of their bedroom they go to the staircase and it's like a spiral sort of uh, staircase yeah and the camera does this almost impossible move where it goes over the girls mm-hmm. over the banister of the spiral staircase and like turns around and then follows them lowering yeah. it's like how in the hell did they do this without seeing a rig, without seeing... It's it's one of the most incredible camera shots. It's, it's awesome. I've, I've ever seen, not only in a short, but like it, that's a, that was a feat in anything. They did that. They used, because they knew that that was a money shot, so they used that same exact shot in, in the, the movie. In the movie. Yeah. And I can't... We watched the special features, and this was a while ago when we saw the, the full-length feature, so I can't really remember, but they showed exactly how they did that shot. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how they did it? No, I don't remember. I know that they do show it. I don't remember how they do it. I almost don't want to remember because that would take the magic away. <laughs> yeah. And when I rewatched the short, I'm still baffled because I don't remember how they did it. Right. I'm still kind of baffled how they did it because I can't remember and yeah. I can't figure it out. It was really cool. You know? Like, yeah. I, I don't want that magic ruined for me again. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to kind of keep this one in its little box. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I, I really like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, three minutes. There's no reason not to watch it. The nice thing about all the movies that we're talking about tonight is you can find pretty much all of them on YouTube. So, Most all of them. Yeah. If not YouTube, but uh, Daily Motion, I think. Was Daily it? Motion or Vimeo, Vimeo or yep. whatever. So, uh, so yeah, get make sure you get on and check them out. We'll put a list uh, probably in the description for the episode yeah, on, on SoundCloud and absolutely. stuff. So you can find a full list of all the movies that we're talking about. For feeling, if we're feeling extra special, we might even put the YouTube links in there. Yes, that too. Unless we're getting it up late, you know. Is that are you? Are you taking a jab at me? Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done the horror amino in two weeks. I wasn't, but if you're gonna take it that way, yeah. Um, nah. All right. Well, let's move on to the one that actually sparked this this whole episode. Uh, that was uh, last week. We um, had read that they released the short film for Baskin. Oh yeah. And I really wanted to watch it, and that kind of sparked this whole wanting to watch a lot of short films. Yeah. And I'm very happy that I did because I fucking loved this short. This short? Yes. Yeah. Loved. I loved it way more than I liked the movie. Oh really? I I liked the movie. The short was better, <clears throat> in my personal opinion. All right, tell me why you feel that way. Um, it's it was it was. There's not. Here's the weird thing. The short and the movie have a lot of the same ideas and a lot of the same looks and a lot of the same 
atmospheres. It's mostly the imagery that they have in common. Yeah, yeah. It's all dark. It's very like like gross and demonic yeah. and like there's just weird shit. And it's it's all in Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so shot in Turkey in twenty thirteen. Makes, makes, makes you sleepy after you have it. Uh the original short was eleven minutes. Um uh it was directed by uh uh Can Evernall, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, he directed the short and the feature. Yep. Um and so what I like more about the short is the fact that it was like this weird, I don't know the best way to describe it. It's like this claustrophobic nightmare funhouse. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it because they go into this. It's about these five cops. They're in a truck. They're in their, their, their vehicle. It's like a bus, like a VW bus almost. Like yeah. Conversion van kind of thing. It's a paddy wagon. It's a paddy wagon. And they, uh, they get called to this place and they show up and there's like satanic rituals going on and all this, this crazy shit. A, a dead well, goat lands on their truck. Which was a real goat. By the way, I did read that. <laughs> That's um, a, when I when I, I was I was kind of reading up on this, and uh, this was uh, so like this would actually uh, the film was shot independently in Istanbul, Turkey, during the height of the police brutality and uh, Gezi resistance that hit headlines worldwide. It was a risky night shoot with actors dressed as cops, two police cars, and a live yeah, goat. So the, yeah. the goat was living at the beginning of the shoot. Did they kill the goat? I don't know. There's a dead goat that lands on top of their their roof of their car. It's just a scratch. <laughs> just a little scratch. It's just a scratch. Just a little scratch right across the neck. Ooh, yikes. I don't even <laughs> want to think about that. Um, unless they ate it, I guess, maybe. Did they oh, kill it humanely well, and then they maybe had a barbecue after? <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's turkey. Do they do that in Turkey? Well, they do that everywhere. Don't you ever... All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> they do it there. <laughs> um, anyway, getting back to my favorite park, so I want to get back to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, like I said, claustrophobic, like, just fun house. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's so weird. It's like um, all the guys separate in the house, and they're kind of in separate rooms, and they're witnessing these things. And it reminds me a lot of... I went to the Universal Halloween Horror Nights mm-hmm. in L.A. about seven years ago. Yeah. And it reminds me of sort of those fun houses that you had there <laughs> where they were super detailed, and they were super violent, and they were super gory, and they were super intense. And that's sort of what it reminded me of, just on a much darker more intense scale i was gonna say like i'm because universal that's that's corporate so they have to keep it pretty you know they can they can really they can they can go, push the they can go they, pretty they far with so it, much yeah but some of these extreme haunts that you hear about sure sure like there there's that one in california that we were reading about last year that where it's like the whole thing lasts like seven hours yeah and if you can make it through they can touch you and they can they can oh they like they put shit in your mouth yeah, they dunk they, your head underwater they put your head in a cage and dump like cockroaches like cockroaches and shit it's crazy and, cocks. and, and it's like and it's and <laughs> and it's like if if you make it through the cocks yes just <laughs> just dicks coming from every angle <laughs> and, and if you can so make scary. if you can make it through the whole thing you know the you get your money back yeah that's it you know you don't win a prize or anything. You just get your twenty bucks back. At least give them a medal or a pin. But that's kind of <laughs> what this is like. Like this, it almost plays out like an extreme haunt, mm-hmm. which is pretty freaky. Why do they all separate? I uh, well, <laughs> I, that, that was, that's the weird thing. There's there's a part now, and, and you just watched it. There's a part where the one guy sees the rest of his uh, his his guys downstairs, but yeah. then it cuts his weird. bros. His bros, because they do say bro they a lot. Say, we talked about that when we talked about Baskin. They really say bro and do a lot. I think it's I, the translation, personally. You I think, think so? it, I think it's the translation. Well, I think whatever think word they have for brother, they say brother a lot, yeah. and it's probably translated into bros. Brother. That's, that's my guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he gets like, 
separated and there's like four guys downstairs and they're just looking straight forward like yeah. mesmerized there's like this chick behind uh behind this like curtain she comes out and she's it's fucked up like it's well, just she's called, really fucked up she's called mother in this movie mm -hmm. she's called sister butcher in in the feature played mm -hmm. by the same actress oh okay she was the she was the like her image is what made made me want to see baskin in the first place sure. like the movie because she comes out from behind this like plastic sheet and she just holds up this like huge butcher knife and she's for some reason like in horror movies when people have their eyes covered yes it's really scary to me she had that also in the short right because it's like i i don't i don't even know why why is that so scary i don't understand why that's so scary just, to me but it really is like something about the fact because that, they're not acting on their own because like they're possessed something else is leading them around maybe i don't know or or they're acting on like other instincts mm -hmm. like she's smelling and hearing and like touching and stuff but she can't see so it's just like so like when she chases after them with a knife and stuff she's just kind of like blindly waving her knife through yeah. the air but she's just scary it's as just shit so sporadic ugh. and just creepy yeah, and, just, and everybody's just covered covered in filth and like ugh. yeah it's 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 a great short though man i, I was, liked i liked it a lot i scoured the internet for like the past year trying to find this mm -hmm. because i was like and it, it wasn't, has to be it out there somewhere and, and then, it wasn't released like last week when we finally heard that it was really being released we were really excited about it yeah uh only two actors from the short went on to be in the feature uh three actually two of the cops and mother but uh, oh Sister yes, Butcher. Yes, yeah. yes yeah you're right yeah um so yeah i like I say if you if you've never seen uh the baskin film i actually highly recommend seeing the short first you yeah. can find it online if you're into that really dark macabre crazy shit yeah uh, I, I definitely recommend the this, short at visceral. least. It's only 11 minutes. <laughs> visceral would be the, the best way to describe this one. Viscously visceral. Viscously, for sure. <laughs> everything's wet in that movie. Oh, it's all I, wet. Literally everything's wet. Like people have mud in their mouths and <laughs> yeah, shit it's like gross. that. Being raped by people wearing giant goat heads. I mean... That's the movie, not the short. Oh, I thought you were talking about My Saturday Night. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> let's move on to another one. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so the last, the last one that we watched that at least directly, I think goes into another movie was, uh, the short called Lights Out. Yeah. This was, this was another one of those ones where I said, like, I got, like, I got a really good scare out of this mm -hmm. one. And it's weird because it's not even a jump scare. No, it's not. Well, there's there's two, there's kind of like two scares in the movie. And the first one is sort of a jump scare. The second one, not a jump scare whatsoever, but it's just one of those ones where when you see it, you know, you know when you see something that just, like, horrifies you so much that you get that, like, you literally get chills that start in the, like the top of your head and then just go yeah. like all the way down your mm -hmm. body mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like every almost every time i see this one it does that to me it's so freaky um so yeah it uh, lights out if you've uh not seen the short or the feature mm -hmm. it's it's basically the short is short and simple it's this woman who looks like she's getting getting ready for bed she goes to click off the lights and 
every time she clicks off the lights, there's like this figure standing at the end of the hallway, which right there, I would just go jump out the window. Yeah, she seems more confused by it than scared. And I'm like, that is not the reaction that I would have. Well, if you, I mean, <laughs> like if you're, if you're the type of person who thinks logically about things, you would just be like, I mean, it was clearly the figure of a human being sure. or humanoid or whatever. But if if you think logically and you don't have like horror movies on the brain like we do all the time, you would just be like, "Oh, it's a weird shadow being cast every time I." But as soon as she, but, it's a weird three dimensional shadow standing in the middle of my hallway. <laughs> once once the jump scare happens, that part. Yeah. Why would you? I mean, I'd be out of there in a heartbeat. Yeah, I. Absolutely. There's no way I'd just go and get in bed. <laughs> well, it won't hurt me. I probably it probably won't come into my room. Well, what I like about it, like what 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 happens is lights on. She goes to turn the light off, and every time she turns the light off, she sees the figure. She mm-hmm. turns the light back on, the figure's gone. Mm-hmm. What I love about it is that it gives kind of credence to the whole idea of well, there's nothing there in the dark that isn't there in the light. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, there fucking is, <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually there in the light too. You just can't see it, which uh, makes it even more creepy. Yeah, it's you walk around your house during the daytime and. He could just be sitting, chilling on the couch next day. You'd never even know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but that's really, that's actually really, really creepy to me is when the lights are on, you can't see it coming. And when the lights are off, it's just creepy. Right. Uh, I love, I love that, that concept. Um, I think my, my biggest jump scare in this one though is uh, she turns the lights off at the end for the last time and there's just a naked person standing butt towards her. See, I've I've said that I've said this before. Like, there's something uh, kind of in the same way, like what I said with Baskin. When there's somebody has their eyes covered, mm-hmm. somebody facing away from you in that situation is for some reason much scarier than someone facing you. Well, because you don't know what they're doing. Right, you don't know their intentions. Like, you mm-hmm. can't see their face, so you don't know what they're thinking. You know, like the eyes are the window to the soul. So, <laughs> so if you can see somebody's eyes, you kind of know their intention. But all of a sudden, this figure is literally two feet in front of her, but it's facing away from her, mm-hmm. and it's naked, and it's dirty, and it's freaky. Like what? It's yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like and just leave. I'm just like, she runs to her bed. Yeah. Don't it's run a- to your bed. Leave. You're, what are you doing? You're I stupid. <laughs> um, have you have uh, this was this was done by uh, David F. Sandberg. Have you ever mm-hmm. watched any of his other shorts? Uh, I have not. Him and his. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, the woman in this short, her name is Lada Lawson. Okay. Uh, I think they're married, and and they kind of, they kind of exclusively did shorts for like a long time, and they they continue to do shorts. A lot of filmmakers do that because they're accessible. They can get them out. They well, you, yeah, you can do it on like a like a shoestring budget. Yeah, budget. shoestring budget, and you can and just crank them out. Like they have tons and tons. I would I would encourage anybody to go to, uh, uh, just just. Go to, just type in David F. Sandberg on, in YouTube. I don't know exactly what their channel is called, but uh, he's got tons and tons of shorts, him and, and uh, Lotta Lost, and, and they're all really cool. He does a really good job considering, I'm, I'm pretty sure he basically does them on no budget whatsoever. Like, he just kind of uses what he has. Even in the movie, I saw some behind-the-scenes stuff from the movie, and they were having, like, a... a because in the movie, you can see the the dark silhouette just like you can in the short. Yeah. But all you can see is that the eyes are glowing, kind of like kind like the way a cat's eyes glow in the night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Without any like real light source. And they couldn't figure out how to how to do that. And 
they were working on a budget and so they're like how the hell do we do this so they ended up just getting thrifty with it and they ended up putting two strips of reflective tape or uh, i think it was two small pieces of reflective tape on two pieces of paper that they put over the actress's eyes and then uh and then they would shine like a small blue light like the kind that you, it was it was barely visible yep. from from yep. off camera but they would shine a small blue the light camera, that the camera didn't pick it up a lot the camera the camera itself would, yeah it wouldn't pick up the source light but it would pick up the reflection off of those gotcha. pieces of tape i'm like that's genius sure and you can do it for nothing it's mm-hmm. free basically mm-hmm. you just go buy uh, like a, a dollar roll necessity is of, the mother of invention yeah exactly it really so is. i i think that's really cool and that's like you said i i think you even said it earlier but that's another thing that i love about short films is that people people seem to get more creative because the they kind of they have yeah. because they they have to use what they have you know it's like you don't have a a 20 million dollar budget where you can just basically do whatever the hell you want jay are you drinking chocolate milk? jay just showed up <laughs> with chocolate milk i gotta point this out <laughs> i'm drinking some chocolate almond milk you're gonna you're gonna put some devil's cut on <laughs> it of course <laughs> I'm drinking the devil's gotta milk. Gotta cut it with something. Might as well be devil's cut. <laughs> the devil's milk. Speaking of drinks, can you grab me a short round out of the pool? That one was just kind that of written bad. for that you. Was bad. <laughs> <laughs> also, you said short round. I'm thinking of the Goonies. I don't know. No, short round is from... Was short, no, short, no, no, short, uh, short, Jones. short brown. Wasn't short round from is Indiana Jones? Is it short Jones round then? or short brown? Oh, that's just racist. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that's, that's just racist. Is it short round? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know, man. Short I haven't brown. seen... I mean, <laughs> because he's Asian. Yeah. That wouldn't make, <laughs> make that wouldn't sense. make any sense. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, was that our last one that we were kind of talking about that had that like transitioned into yeah. a feature? Yeah. If we want to transition to well, you you're talking about how uh, he and his wife make these shorts and they yeah. have a whole channel full of them. Um, let's use that and go to another channel that's full of shorts and we've talked about them before. Yeah. And these are the bloody cuts guys. Yeah. They, if you've never, if you haven't heard us talk about them and if you've never seen any of their stuff, uh, they're a company out of the UK. I'm not sure exactly where in the UK, but they're in the UK and they crank out these absolutely incredible short films. Really awesome. I don't know how they, I don't know how they, they do it. I can't imagine they're working with a huge budgets or anything, but they make these things look so ridiculously they are pro these I mean, we're talking they, we're talking about two of their shorts we're talking about two of their short oh right here um no. we're talking about two of their shorts and uh one of them is don't move it had a three thousand pound budget i don't know what that is in dollars sounds heavy i'm gonna look it up real quick <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna look it up but like that's i they I, didn't move because they literally couldn't bring the money with them <laughs> <laughs> but that's it doesn't sound like a lot does anybody know what the pound to dollar is? It is three thousand eight hundred sixty-eight point forty-one U.S. dollars. That's yeah, nothing. So, so for what they make, so four that's grand nothing. for. Well, I, they also it seems like they uh, they work with because don't move for instance. Uh, you let's just jump into this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was directed by Anthony Melton, who is uh, Anthony Melton and Ben Franklin are the two guys who are behind Bloody Cuts and Electricity. And electricity. <laughs> <laughs> I think I made that joke like so twenty too. episodes ago. Um, they they do have the uh, they've got some people working for and with them who have a pedigree. Oh and, sure. Uh, well, like for instance, uh, creature design in Don't Move was done by Cliff Wallace. Yeah, and so if you if you see the creature in <laughs> in this Don't Move uh, short, yeah, 
it's it's it's, it's if you know what you're looking for and you've seen mm -hmm. del toro stuff right. you know exactly what you're looking at yeah the creature actually looks like i'm looking at it right now it actually looks like it could have been based off the same model as the eye guy in pan's labyrinth oh okay uh, it look it's it's different, but it look, I wonder if he was kind of basing it off well, the same idea. A, a lot of uh, I, yeah, a lot of his stuff has that like kind that of signature. To it. Yeah. A lot of a lot of directors have the same kind of signature mm -hmm. look to their mm -hmm. to their filming style. A lot of these uh, special effects guys and and creature design guys like they have the same sort of and that's why people go to them because they like that style right but i mean other stuff that uh you might know cliff wallace from hellraiser waxworks uh 28 weeks later hellboy 2 golden army clash of the titans world war z uh the birch which is another awesome short film Fantastic from bloody one. cuts yep. with an amazing creature design we talked about that one a long time ago on a mm -hmm. previous episode but uh yeah, this one's cool. Like a, a short synopsis here is it's uh, set on one fateful night. Six friends gather for their monthly games night and accidentally unleash a demonic force that might tear them and their friendships to pieces. Stranger Things much? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, no, it's complete. It's completely different. Yeah, uh, but this came out in 2013, so don't move it at first. It's true. So <laughs> our um, our opening quote for the uh, the episode is basically the opening 30 seconds of the short. Right. Uh, you don't even know what's going on. You just basically hear what you heard at the beginning of the show. Yeah, this is like kind of uh, on, a, on a black screen, right? Yeah, it's just the credits. Yeah. It's just it's just the credits, and then when you finally get into it. There's what six people, something like that, uh, in the six room. People, six yep. people in the room, and they're all just standing still, and that's what the short is. Well, like like one. Well, there's there's one person out in the kitchen. There's two people in the living room. There's uh, one person dead already at mm -hmm. the table, uh, and another person in like the the living room or something. Yeah, like the den. And and then you see the Ouija board. Don't fuck with Ouija boards. Why does it... <laughs> you see the Ouija board and it has a piece of paper that they wrote down their message that says mm -hmm. five must die, one must live. Yep. So that kind of sets it all out for you. And the creature, not only is it absolutely incredible practical effects, but there's really, really good visual effects yeah, too damn. because it's very like spectral. Like they make it look like this like wisping like black smoke, smoke yeah. that just kind of moves around the room. Like there's the creature itself who's just it's like... The torso and giant, head and the arms. Yeah, but then it, the rest of its self is like just kind of this black smoky... Mm -hmm. It almost looks like ash the way like when, when... Like if you throw a newspaper in the fire. Yeah. And then once it burns off and the ash starts to float away, that's kind of what it looks like. And it's really cool. Yeah. Um, easily, the, easily... Actually, you know what? I what? was going to say this is easily my favorite creature out of all of the ones we've watched, but uh -huh. it's not. Oh, it's not? It's not. It's my second favorite creature out of all the ones we've watched. Is the other one in a... Yeah. <laughs> mm, um, get there. <laughs> the demon in this one was played by Ian White, who uh, he, he played... Uh, he's seven foot one. Gigantic man. He was Predator in AVP, mm -hmm. Alien vs. Predator. He was also the mountain, uh, the mountain in season two of Game of Thrones. I thought you were going to say the mountain and the never-ending story. I was going to say, what? <laughs> the never-ending story. The mountain, wasn't yeah, that? The, big, big the turtle? Rock, the big rock oh, dude. Oh, the, the rock guy, yeah. Dude, yeah. That was sweet. The, Sorry, getting off topic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it, it's such a cool short. So basically, yeah, it's like they all have to stand still, but... It's it already told them like five of you five of you are gonna die no matter what and, and it, then it, it becomes it, a game of who's gonna be the last one and it's basically blind and deaf but it like it senses movement mm -hmm. so it's like one girl the the one girl who has it the worst was mid pour she's like pouring a glass of wine in the uh, in the kitchen 
which doesn't seem like it would be that bad, but if you hold a glass of wine out in front of you... or, or Hold if you my hold, full beer up like this and see how long gonna, I can handle it. I was going to say, if you hold a full bottle of wine out in front of you like this for a while, mm -hmm. your arm's going to start to get really oh, sore yeah. after a while. Oh, yeah, and she had to hold it right at that weird angle because she was pouring, like... The last, yeah. the last kill in this short is amazing, though. Like, it's just practical effects... Wizard money shot. <laughs> he, he basically, I'm gonna spoil this one, but he basically like peels this guy's face back. Yeah, and you just and it all comes out of nowhere too because that's not really what he was doing for the rest of the kills. You, you seem more like you couldn't really see what he was doing for the rest of the kills. There was a lot of like, blood. Yeah, one of them looked like it looks like he's kind of engulfing the girl in his like mist, and she's just kind of like getting crushed or eaten or something. Sure. Like you don't really see it. And then that last one where the face peels back, yeah, they really so <laughs> right in your face, and you don't really see it coming. It's awesome. It's so good. Yeah, it was cool. Um, uh, yeah, this one is fantastic. The the other one that the Bloody Cuts guys did is called... The one that we're talking about, anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, the other one that we're talking I, about. What, there's, there's like tons of them. Yeah, there's a ton of them. Uh, this one was directed by, I think, Ben Frank? No, uh, Jake Hendricks. Yeah. Um, this one's called Suck Blood. S you said that weird, so I'm gonna say it again. It's called Sucka Blood. Sucka Blood. Sucka <laughs> Blood. Sucka Blood. Um, yeah, this one is called Sucka Blood, and man, I love this one. This is my I favorite. Had, this is my favorite short out of the group. I had heard people talk about this like a ton, and I and I kept putting it off. I don't know why, but when I finally watched it, I was like, man, this is like, because I I actually like not to not to talk myself up or anything like that, but I started writing this weird like dark. Uh, it's supposed to be like a children's cautionary tale, mm -hmm. but it's in the form of a poem. And every time I pictured like somebody reading it, I had this exact voice in mind. It's a good voice. It's like James Earl Jones almost is what yeah. it sounds like. Um, but me and me and uh, Justin were watching it before you got here. Oh yeah, like and, and like it in the, does sound the, like James Earl like Jones. In how the Grinch stole Christmas yeah. kind of yeah. Yep. Um, the voice was actually done by uh, Ben Tillett, who I believe was the. He, him and Jake Hendricks directed this. Yes. Okay. He was oh, okay. co yeah, okay. he was like co-director on this movie. So uh, some asshole didn't put it in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, this and great voice, man. Oh yeah, what an awesome voice. Booming, so this, very booming voice. So this this movie is narrated uh, in the form of a poem, which kind of sounds like well, a fairy like tale. A, yeah, it's a fairy, it's a fairy tale. tale. It's like a it's like a um. What are the dark ones? The Grimm. Oh, Grimm's. Yeah. Yeah. Grimm yeah. fairy tales, and. Uh, it's a it's a gothic tale of a girl scared to suck her thumb, lest the monstrous sucka blood should come. Now, what's even more monstrous than the sucka blood yeah. is this bitch's mother. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, well, not the bitch's mother. The mother is a bitch. <laughs> the, little, the little girl's little, bitch mother. Yes, yeah, thank you. Stepmother. That's, that's what I was trying to say. Stepmother. That's Part important the... because aren't stepmothers always the worst sure. in movies? Cinderella. Yeah. Cinderella, Cinderella. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, there's part of the part of the the poem that she reads to summon the sucker blood. Though, is basically it says, "Come slaughter my daughter." Yeah. Who says that? This bitch. <laughs> this, this bitch. <laughs> could um, you tell that that was a man? Uh there was. I could tell there was heavy prosthetics. Yeah. It was actually. If, yeah, it was actually a dude. His name was Samuel Metcalf. Okay. Like you could stuff. tell that it was heavy prosthetics. So. Yeah. Yeah. The nose was like. Yeah, it was, it was like almost kind giant, of, um, like, what was that movie with Jim Carrey oh, and uh, um, uh, Lemony Snicket? Yeah, Lemony yeah, Snicket's it had, uh, had that series of unfortunate events. Yeah, I never saw it, but it has kind of that look to it. Right. I'm looking at it right now, Jason got it pulled up. 
Um, here's here's why this one worked for me, and this is why it was my favorite out of the whole the whole group. Mm-hmm. Is that what better short form of storytelling is there than fairy tales? They're perfect. Yeah, they serve a purpose. There's mm-hmm. a beginning. There's a middle. There's a resolve. Right. The characters are usually rich. They're they're full-fledged <clears throat> characters for very condensed stories, yeah. and it just works. And the idea of taking one of these fairy tales and making it a visual medium like this in yeah. this form, it, it works perfectly. Mm-hmm. And it's almost got, this one almost has like a Tim Burton-y sort of yeah, feel to thing. it. And, oh, God, that's right. You watched it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Even, you, even just the nursery rhyme aspect of it was... Uh, it, it was creepy in that aspect because it seemed like, like a children's thing, but then, and, and just the cinematography and the way it was filmed, the, the camera angles were, were incredible. And yeah. this, mm-hmm. It was done exactly how it should have been done. And I, like you said, I, I think that's what makes it even kind of creepier. No, this one isn't like, it's not going to scare you, but it's like... It might spook you a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's just like, I, I mean, there is some like really creepy imagery, mm-hmm. but... It's coupled. It's coupled with the nursery rhyme, so it's like it's lighthearted but dark. Right. Like because even the even the suck of blood, he kind of looks like a ghoulie, a little bit like <laughs> yeah. like like a darker version of a ghoulie if you've sure, ever seen yeah. the ghoulies movies. Um, but he looks like a, like a like a little gremlin gnome kind of yeah little creature thing. Not really a little gremlin gnome. He looks pretty huge. Is he huge? Isn't he big? I thought he was smaller. No, because there's one part where he kind of he's under the sheets with the girl. Yeah. And his face looks pretty big. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Big face, um, small body. It's played by <laughs> it's played by Robin Barry, and I'm fairly certain he's a pretty big dude. I think he does a lot of creature work. Uh, I didn't. I should have looked it up, but um, I I think he's a relatively large man. So, um, now this one. Last one, last one was three thousand pounds. This one was two thousand pounds. So, so you like, did this one on even less. So like twenty eight hundred bucks. That's that's mind boggling. Yeah. Because like, you watch like, the, like I'm I'm I I am asking everybody, if you haven't done it yet, a good idea for this episode would be to when we say the name of it finally for when we're talking about it, pause it, watch it. They're so short, you can you can easily do it. <laughs> well, if you're doing it that way, it could. Take you, like, while, suppose, take you like it could take you like seven hours to get through this. But. Well, regardless, which you should eventually watch them, especially this one. If there's one that I'm going to say more than the rest. This one is perfect. It's only it's only seven minutes long. Actually, these two. Yeah, I'd say and yeah, um, but it's yeah to get this done on twenty eight hundred bucks. Well, like I said, I think that they they know a lot of people in the industry and a sure. lot of people are willing to work with them and and just kind of do it pro bono because it's fun. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, and could, the, and could, the creative outlet. I could be too. wrong. I could be wrong, but it maybe seems that way. Uh, no, I mean, look at, even look at, like, uh, guys like Adam Green, you know, like, when like when they do their projects all together, they call in favors all the time. Right. Like, Tales of Halloween, for example, that whole movie was, was all the different shorts. Everybody who worked on that movie were connected somehow. Right. And I don't think, I, I'm willing to bet they all came in and just did it because it was fun. And there's yeah. a lot of guys that, that might specialize, too, in one area <clears throat> of... Their mm-hmm. their career that are jack of all trades that are good at these other things, but when Absolutely. they get to, you know, a known movie that you know they're working on that one specific title, you right? Know, using that, that one uh, job aspect. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of the guys in Bloody Cuts wear a lot of hats, uh, for a lot of the, a lot of the, the visual <laughs> the visual effects artists, the editors. I think they do. They some of them direct, some of them produce, some of them like yeah. they wear a lot of hats. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but yeah, like I like I said, I can't. They're, I can't they're sp- English, so it's probably mostly bowler hats. Mm, I wish true. I, I wish I could pull <laughs> off a bowler hat the way Sir Ian McKellen oh, does. This was, I, that reminds me actually. Uh, going back real quick to the first one we talked about, Saw. Uh-huh. Did you notice that um, 
that Billy the Puppet in the Saw short was wearing a bowler hat. Oh, yeah. He did not wear one in the Saw movies. Well, obviously. So there's a, there's a little... I thought that was a little, kind of a cool character development that they decided to get rid of that yeah. for the uh, thing. I just thought that was kind of cool. Are you glad that they got rid of the hat? Yes. Yeah, me yeah. too. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah. Sock of Blood, I can't recommend this one enough. It's, like yeah, I said, this cool. is hands down my, my favorite. Also, make sure you watch, like, it, once you once you get to the credits, make sure you watch a little past the credits. Yes. Because there is a little resolve. And it, and it really wraps up the story yeah. in a pretty cool way yeah, it, so it's it's pretty awesome i i dug it so where <clears> are we going from here james oh jeez, oh jeez. Oh, uh oh, how about um how about the smiling man all right how about that little gem i like this one a lot this was actually one of the first ones that i watched uh after we decided to do this uh episode the smiling man yes uh eight minutes long from 2015 the smiling man directed by a guy named aj barones um you probably don't know his name, but you definitely know his work. Right. Uh, he's a visual effects artist, and he has worked on Avatar, Life of Pi, which was a visual effects feat, if you've ever seen Life of Pi, <laughs> uh, World War Z, Dawn and War of the Planet of the Apes, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yeah. So he's you've seen this guy's work All before. over the place. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's a big, big guy in the industry. Not, <laughs> I don't know if he's spelt or not, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, so Smiling Man, this is about a little girl who uh, is watching TV upstairs in a room, and she gets lured out by a series of balloons with, I think there's like, there's dolls in the bags. Well, it's weird. It's like... like uh, Barbie doll pieces. Is that what it was? Yeah, like Barbie doll pieces? Barbie doll pieces, but they have like weird symbols written on them. I did not see that. You okay. didn't? Like no. when she picks up the... It's it's most prominent on when she picks up uh, the one that's got the, the head of the doll. Mm -hmm. You can see on the, the forehead, like there's a weird... Looks like something Wes Borland would put on his forehead. <laughs> nice. Little girl likes Limp Biscuit. Can't be mad at that. Limp Biscuit. Um, so yeah, so she follows she follows a trail of balloons, leads into the this kitchen area, and then that's where we meet the smiling man. The smiling man. Um, and he's and there's he's a couple creepy as fuck. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Justin actually said the exact same thing that you said after you watched it. I mean, didn't you get that when you watched it? I didn't. What, what right did away. you say? I said, I, I, I uh, texted Mike, I said, do you think it's just a coincidence that he looks almost exactly like Doomhead from 31? That's exactly That's ex what I said. Yep. I, the I second mean, Jay saw him, he goes, looks like the guy from 31. <laughs> well, I mean, especially, like, right when you see him, it's like, I'm, it's it's not uncommon to have, like, a, a weird kind of creepy, skinny villain. Yeah. You know, like, Richard Brake's a very slender man. I think and, it was the uh, white makeup with it, the, the darkened well, eyes. Well, that's what I was going to say. But the fact that it was not only just like this weird slender guy, but he had the slicked back hair. He had the white makeup on that was kind of drying and flaking. Yep. And then once he dipped his hands in <clears throat> the blood and smeared it on his face, that's exactly like how because uh, um, Doomhead in 31 puts on his makeup and then he smashes himself in the face a bunch of times to get his nose and his mouth all bloody. Mm -hmm. And when the smiling man did that, he looked exactly like him. It's where the smiling man's smarter. Why didn't Doomhead just get some blood and put it on his face instead <laughs> of beating himself just, up? I don't know. Why don't you just kill somebody else gotta, and gotta use their pump blood? pump yourself up. Come on. You never just like, smack yourself around and get pumped up? I love that scene. I thought it was <laughs> so cool. Um, so, yeah. So, the smiling man. The little girl uh, comes across this creature. And and it's such a weird like juxtaposition of... of um, Attitudes, almost, if you will, um, of of the smiling man himself. He goes through like a roller coaster of emotions a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like he's first, he's afraid of the little girl, 
And then he's befriending the little girl. When is it? When is he afraid of her? Well, when he first, when they first see her, he's kind of like shying away a little bit, and then he tries to play with her. She pick, he, he, she picks up the ball, and then he gets relaxed, and then is he gets really happy and smiley, and he has this, this horrifyingly terrifying laugh, that when I, I creeped me the fuck out. I don't know what it is about a creepy laugh with mm-hmm. like clowns or whatever. That if you have a creepy laugh, that's it. You're you've gotten you've gotten me hooked. Like like, like tiddlywinks. Like like <laughs> <laughs> fuck that clown. Um, no, I, that's I didn't take it quite that same way. Like I didn't see like him shying away and then trying to play with her and stuff. Like I re- I, well, I when just, she first comes in, when she first when she first wa- first walks into the kitchen, he's around the corner. He backs off, and he's like sort of shying away from her at first. And then the, she he throws the ball to her, and when she picks up the ball, that's when he starts to approach her a little more. See, I didn't re- I, I didn't really take it as that. I took it more as he was just luring her in the whole time. Well, like he, that he wasn't was, that but... wasn't like him being shy. It was actually just him trying to get her closer. Well, you know what though, we could both be right because this is one of those shorts that doesn't have. A real overt meaning to There's it. There's no context it's whatsoever. Just a scene. It's just right. It's just a scene with an ending. That's right. it. So you can really get out of it anything that you want to. So the fact that we're getting different things out of it is probably totally fine. Yeah, and um, this is this is one of those where I I I have no desire to see it as a full length feature. Not at all. I don't want to know who he is. I don't know. I don't want to know why he is such a weird creep. I don't want to know why he's in that house. Mm-hmm. I just like that. That six minutes that I was watching it, I was like, "That's fucking creepy," and I can just leave it at that, you know. Um, yeah, and when he puts on the, um, so you know, J- James had mentioned that he he reaches behind him and smears his hand in this blood, and he essentially puts like Gacy makeup on, mm-hmm. the giant red eyebrows, the red nose, and then he smears a smile on his face. Well, he's, he's trying to be a clown. He's trying. He's to- doing. He's he's doing like it's almost like he's doing magic or something, and then mm-hmm. and then she's not taking to it, like she's not smiling or anything, so he. He, like, puts up his long, creepy finger, like, hold on a second. I got this. And he reaches behind him, and he dips his hands in something red and then, like, rubs it on his face and, Which, and makes clown makeup. And she can't see. She can see the pool of redness, mm-hmm. but she can't see where it's coming from. And then... I will say this. This is a very minor thing. Some of the best-looking blood that I I think yeah. I might have ever seen. It really did look good. Like it, or in a movie, period. Like, it looked so real. Yeah. This is the way that, like, when he, when he puts his fingers through it, he makes the the white lines from the floor, like, in the blood, and then just, like, it seemed really real. It almost looked like it was, like, coagulating a little bit. A little like, bit, it had yeah. been drying a little bit. Yeah, and the yeah. color was perfect on it. And that's very small from the notice, but, like... Yeah, they use your old... That's really. though. They use your old corn syrup and uh, red food color. I think they use something a little bit more advanced. <laughs> no, what was the recipe you used to use? It had chocolate. It had yeah, it was chocolate. chocolate. It, was, it was Cairo syrup, chocolate syrup, red food coloring. I think there was gre- uh, blue food coloring in it as well. It actually looked really good. Mm-hmm. Tasted good too. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> Put that on a Sunday. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I was gonna reveal what he he obviously there's. The blood is coming from somewhere. Yeah. And he kind of turns around. I'm not going to say who it was or what sure, it sure. was or whatever, but he, that reveal was like super creepy because he turns around and like he's, he's like telling, he, he, nobody ever speaks in this movie. There's no yeah. dialogue whatsoever, but he's kind of like giggling and stuff the whole time. That giggle is so creepy. And he's kind of putting his fingers up like he's telling her to hold on for a second, like I'm going to show you something. And then he, he turns around and like holds his hands up like he's revealing something really special. Like, be proud of me. And he goes, ta da. 
you it's, know? It's like the and cat like, that drags the mouse to your door and it's like, look, look, look. Yeah. Excited yeah. to show you. Yeah. 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 Ooh, God. Yep, yep. <laughs> but, then, but then the girl, I, I'll hand this. I don't know who the little girl was. Oh, I, I do know the little. Abby Chally. Chalet. Abby Chally. Abby Chally. Um, she, uh, <laughs> she was fantastic. No, she really was. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, her reactions to, to his character, like her... It's kind of sometimes it can be difficult for for young yeah. young humans to portray that kind of fear naturally, and she did a really really good job of it because when she first sees the thing we shall not speak of behind old Tiddlywinks, yeah. the Smiling Man, like, like she's like legitimately taken aback by it. Like she gasps and her eyes light up, and she's like legitimately afraid. And that's kind of difficult to get out of a, a very young actress right, sometimes. Right. I looked um, her up to see if she had like other uh, stuff under her uh, repertoire, but I didn't see anything in there. That was the only film listed. Well, she actually uh, she was five when they cast her for this role, and then her mother actually said, "Well, why don't you hold off on on filming for a little while because she's going to be six soon." And because the they they filmed, oh, there's that the the law right? Like, I think that... I think they filmed this in uh, in California. 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 And <laughs> if you I think, get it, if you get it. <laughs> I think they filmed this in California and the law there requires like if uh, any actress, a- actor or actress under the age of six can only work four hours at a time. Yep. So her mom said, well, why don't you just hold off for a a month or whatever she's gonna be sick soon and then then we can just work that bitch <laughs> <laughs> that's why um way to go mom it's like it's like that in a lot of places that's why a lot of times on like tv shows when you have like a young uh, a very young actor or actress they'll cast twins yeah because they can do double the filming same character right that happens that happens quite a bit for uh because of those those age requirements um but yeah yeah this is another one that's just a super good like it's it's, it's short and sweet that might not be the best way to say that but it's short and creepy Ta-da. and <laughs> and you were wondering too how the little girl didn't get super messed up from oh, filming this yeah. type of movie and then sarah actually pointed out that if you watch the scenes you really don't see them two together yeah they did a really good job of kind of hiding the fact to where they might yeah. not have filmed them yeah they might always together they because never... that would have freaked it. if i was that young that would freak me out for oh, life yeah. you know? sure but there, i think there was a scene one of the one scene where um where they were in the kitchen and then you see the back of his head the uh, creature's head and and, and, and the face. girl but the but the creature might not have had the makeup and all that stuff on it might have just been you know just the a normal person reaching out and they just put the makeup on the back or the of other time it, it might have just been when the arm was reaching around and you saw her it might have just been a regular person with a prosthetic arm hand, right there just their hand painted right. yeah. you could probably you, you could probably get away with having somebody of that age working with something that creepy though if you just showed them a double feature of cannibal holocaust and like a serbian <laughs> film like a double feature show them just get it out of the way nothing will fuck with them the whole rest of their lives just be like, watch this and then you're, you should be good to go after this <laughs> you might need some, some therapy but you know um that's the smiling man that's uh, another the smiling one another, another man. it was really good. really good one yeah yeah i like that one obviously we didn't pick any bad ones to talk about <laughs> well we watched a lot of bad ones we did we did and we decided to stray away from those ones yeah. So, what's our next Let's one? Let's do well, one or two more. Okay. One or two more. Um, Night of the Slasher. Let's do that one. Let's do Night of the Slasher. Done. I like, yeah. your, I like your style. Yeah, I'm glad that I came up with that idea. <laughs> All right, so the, uh, Night of the Slasher, um, we knew nothing about this one. This was a cold call for us. Uh, it was one of those binges down the YouTube rabbit hole that uh, I just happened to came ac- come across. And um, 
2015, 12 minutes long. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's it's a it girl, is the night of the slasher. The night of the slasher. Um, the, the this one's not overly special, but they do some things that I really like. I like this one a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's funny. I watched it on my own, and then I watched it with you and one of our other buddies, and you guys cracked up way more at it than I Were did. Were you the not first laughing through? I this was, thing, but. Maybe, I, sometimes seeing it with people though and feeding off each other is a little bit different. Well, to for be comedies to especially. be fair too, like if you watch anything with any small amount of comedic element with our buddy Greg, <laughs> that's true. Like he's he's one of the he's like just he loses his shit about stuff, which is uh, it, it makes it so much fun to watch movies with him, especially when you go to the theater. Like yeah. in public, it's ridiculous. Most of the theater is like laughing at him. And and not the movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> which is more fun? Speaking of seeing the things in theaters, this was an official South by Southwest uh, selection. Oh, okay. So a lot of people liked this one quite a bit. Uh, directed by a guy named Shant uh, Hamasian. Hamasian. I'm just gonna take that's that fine, one so fine. you don't have to try it. Ham Ham Ass I am. Ham Assian. Okay, so this is it's it's kind of straightforward. It's a girl home alone at night, doing lots of tropes, and a killer comes. And she's fighting the killer. It's it's a it's a pretty straightforward. It's not really I mean, giving you, anything away. Uh, I mean, we could. I, she's uh, she's specifically doing. I I don't feel bad giving away this trope. Or the, not this trope. I don't feel bad giving away this particular part of the story because it's pretty obvious right sure. away. She is. Uh, she's got a giant scar on her neck, and she, you kind of you know you get the sense that she's purposely doing all the like. The typical movie tropes yeah. to get the killer back in her life, <clears throat> maybe to get revenge, maybe to fall in love and and live happily ever after. I won't give that much away, maybe but for, uh, for the game of it, for the game of it, for the love of the game. <laughs> there's the best part of this whole, <laughs> the best part of this whole shoot is the guy that she invites over. <laughs> uh, play, uh, he was he's just he's just credited as the bait. <laughs> the bait. Uh, played by a guy named Scott uh, Javor. Javor, yeah. Javor. Uh, he um, like just right when he, right when he walks to, because he starts with his back to the to the to the door, and then as soon as she opens the door, he just kind of like turns around and spins into the house. He's like, I picked up the beer that you wanted, and then notices that she's standing in her underwear, and she is, she's very unattractive. Yeah. Her character's name, <laughs> and that her, is, and that is a lot of sarcasm. Her character's name is Janelle. Have you ever met an ugly Janelle? Um, I have not. I haven't met a lot of Janelles. That's my point, though. <laughs> they're like a unicorn. You don't see a lot of them, <laughs> but they're always the best horse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, this uh, this girl is this girl. She's uh, she's very beautiful. She was played by Lily Berlina, mm-hmm. and uh, she basically invites him over. He he brings beer. Which we tried to get that beer tonight because they usually sell it. it they're drinking Rasputin uh, Imperial Stout, uh-huh. and uh, they usually have it at my my corner store that I usually go to. And Bastard tonight they didn't, didn't have, have it. it. Sons of bitches! She downs the entire four pack in a matter of a minute and a half. <laughs> And I wanted so badly for us to each have a bottle and see if we could down a bottle of this Imperial oh, Stout. Gosh. <laughs> that would have been a terrible That'd idea. Be the worst. But, so um, she's like, as she's so like, she's got this this list of tropes like drink beer, do drugs, have sex. There was one other one I can't remember what it was. Uh, do drugs, have sex, dance around your underwear. Oh, was it? Which okay. she did. Yeah, yeah, which she does. Dance around your underwear, drink beer, ha- uh, do drugs, have sex. So she does all this stuff to get like 
get the killer back. <laughs> The killer, one of the best parts about him is... This uh, was my favorite part about him. He he plays on... Should we even give this part away? It's like kind of a... Well, I, I'll say this. It's uh, it's it's a play on the Mike Myers mask. Yeah. Um, if you know anything if, about the Michael Myers mask, then you'll appreciate what they did in this one. Right, the origins of the Mike Myers mask. It's it's a joke about that, so and, you'll get the joke when and, you see and it. And what that tells me is that the people that made this short... They they're horror fans. They know their shit. You know what well, I'm saying? Obviously, yeah. That's not that that's that that deep of a seed to know necessarily, but right. like, but it's still cool to see that somebody knew that. And it's like, oh, you know, they they, they put two and two together, and it, it was just kind of cool to see. It's, well, and it's the whole the for whole, the love of the genre. The whole thing's kind of making fun of itself too. But it, it's kind of making fun of this idea that in a lot of slasher movies, you'll have guys who look like they're in their. 30s when they're supposed to be high school students because yep, the because yep. the guy who shows up at the door is like. He's 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 obviously like he thirty five years Judah old. Friedmeier a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Like he's, Friedlander. He's, Friedlander, sorry, yeah. OC Friedmeier. He's got that attitude towards me. Right. You know? <laughs> hey, you brought the beers. They're like <laughs> sitting there on the couch, and he's like he's like telling her, I, yeah, I know since your accident, you've really felt alienated, but you know, I know what it feels like. Like a lot of people tell me, I I look like I'm thirty years old. You know, it's <laughs> like, and they're supposed to be in high school, yep. so it's yeah, it was it was funny. It just yep. kind of made fun of itself the entire yeah, time. Yeah, there's there's some other tropes they play on too. Um, more specifically, how some movies end, and then they they when the next movie comes in, they explain away what happened, even though it doesn't make any sense. Right. This one just skips all that and just makes it happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the matter, it's it's really good. It's 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 yeah, like we've it they plays on the tropes. It's fun. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, it's just a cool, really funny sort of sort of movie. It's only twelve minutes long. Yeah, so. it's yeah. Might as well watch it. Yep, I agree. Night of the Slasher. Okay, so we got one left, and um, this is going to be a current one, one that people are talking about quite a bit because it was it... released literally today, <laughs> Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. Yeah. Uh, no. no, we're recording this on a Wednesday night, and so this uh, the last one that we're going to be talking about is the latest edition from the Oats Studios shorts uh, that are directed by Neil Bloomkamp. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is his project. I don't know if all the shorts are directed by him. I know the main ones are. Yeah. I don't know if those um, Cooking with Bill ones are or not. I didn't look into it because I didn't care. Uh. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they are or not, but I know that um, uh, Raka... Uh, uh, Fire, what was the second one? Fire something, whatever. That one, and then this one, uh, Zygote. Mm -hmm. These were all directed by him. I right. know that. So, Zygote. Zygote from 2017, from July 12th, 2017, <laughs> is, uh, there's a, there's no, like, you can't even find a synopsis or anything about it. Uh, stranded in an Arctic mine, two lone survivors are forced to fight for their lives, ending in hiding from a new kind of terror. Apparently you can find a synopsis <laughs> about it. I did have to search for it a little bit, because it's not actually even on IMDb yet, because it's so brand new. Um, this, I want to uh, get this out of the way. Never in a million years did I expect Dakota Fanning to be as good as she is in this. Yeah. Because she's, this is not what she does, and she was fantastic in this. Well, the, I mean, this is the first time that I've seen her. Has she done other stuff lately? Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's been in stuff. She's been active. Oh, okay. I think this is the first thing that she's done genre, though. And that was what the what the surprise was for me because, right. like I said, I'm just not used to seeing her in these kind of roles. Well, um, this this marked a pretty pretty significant event for me, which was uh, me not being completely annoyed by Dakota Fanning. Oh, really? She was just I like she was really cute when she was a kid, and she was a really good actor. But she became like super precocious when she was 
a little just a little bit older like she'd be sitting on like one of the late night talk shows and she'd have her legs crossed and she'd be talking like she was 45 years old and i was like just be a little kid you know oh well like i i, I think that's, so a, that's she, a byproduct she, of growing up in hollywood i, I realized that but she was like really bad with it and if it, it i don't know i i was always just kind of like annoyed by her but she was really good in this really good and uh there's there's really only two people it's uh dakota fanning plays barkley mm-hmm. and jose pablo cantillo oh his name's not josie <laughs> josie josie <laughs> pablo cantillo plays quinn uh <laughs> and um they're yeah they're basically they kind of just throw you right into it mm-hmm. like they're they're down they're running from something this place that they're in is in shambles there's something going on and that's just kind of where they pick it up and it's like, dropped right into the thick of it he stops and like starts to describe these uh these people like creating these horrible things mm-hmm. like using the parts of animals and then eventually he describes the big one that was like put together with a bunch of people and I it's just, like, i just realized something what when we're talking about the creature remind me okay you want to talk about the <laughs> let's talk about the creature <laughs> okay fine there's a creature and it's the best creature of, oh, so of the bunch i said that i said that the creature in don't move is my second favorite because this one today took oh, top man. honors it's so awesome it was scary as hell like the the screams because it sounded like it didn't sound like because it was basically lots of spoilers this just came out today so sure. if you haven't seen it yet pause and go watch yeah, it yeah. it's only 22 20, minutes long 22 and a half minutes yeah it's 22 minutes long go watch it and then come back to this because we're going to spoil it a little bit but it. it's basically like it's it it's a it's bipedal like it it stands up and walks on two legs but its legs are made up of hundreds of other people's legs and its hands are and made hand. up of other, hundreds of other people's, people's hands. hands it's just this weird like gelatinous limb monster yeah That's, i don't know how to say it. and it's and, it, and instead of having a face it just has like this this appendage with like a hundred eyes on it and it's in the and it's being held by like 20 hands yeah it's so it's so, so awesome cool. and, and the way and the way it screams it doesn't sound like like a like a monster it sounds like it sounds like a thousand people all screaming at once you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh man it's creepy <laughs> what just dawned on me what this is the fourth reanimator movie herbert west pieced all these things together <laughs> and made this monster <laughs> there you go that's it that's you don't it. need another one now Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. So basically, it's it's just kind of the story of these two people trying to make it from point A to point B and not to be, get out of this this broken down colony in this mine and not be at. murdered by it. So apparently, well, and she uh, finds out halfway through. Maybe this is giving too much away, but she finds out halfway through that she's not a synthetic. She thinks that she's a th- synthetic. Right. The guy she's with has to tell her, "No, you're human." Right. That's why when you go down to these gassy chambers. Um, not my bedroom at night. When you go to <laughs> Fox disease, um, and no, no, like when they go down to these mines, though, synthetics wouldn't die or get sick. You do. Well, like, they, they, he, he called her uh, uh, early on in the short. Like he, he calls her. He, he says you're part of the canary class, right? Yep. Like she's supposed to be canary class synthetic, who's basically her. She says my job is to die. I'm bred to die. Like I go down into the mines and find out oh, where canary. these I get it. Yeah, like find out where these lethal pockets of of methane gas are, aka Mike's sheets at night. <laughs> and and uh and basically I, you know, if I find these lethal pockets, I die and that's mm-hmm. what that's what I was intended for. 
but he kind He's of like, no. He explains eat, to her like yourself. if you were sin- yeah. if you were synthetic, would you would you really die when you came in contact with these pockets of gas? And he goes on to say that that they basically humans are cheaper than making a synthetic which is pretty fucked up yeah 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 it's it's pretty nuts and that's not even says, the big part of the we... story that's that's what that's the killer part yeah, about it's... it it's not even that big that big of a part of the story but it's also huge at the same time if there was a beginning and an end that you don't see right you know like this could easily turn into a much bigger story i said earlier something about like the smiling man i was like that's one i don't want to see a feature for yeah. this one i would watch a feature 100 percent. this one makes me so fucking pissed that we're not getting Bloom Camp's Alien because this one has a lot the scene that Jay's watching right now for example it, it, this, this looks like Ripley running around the alien ship mm-hmm. and seeing a dead xenomorph and like it looks so fucking good well what did I I, read, I want it so bad <laughs> I read something earlier uh, Bloom Camp is still planning on doing uh, what District 10 oh I've not I've not heard that he's still doing a District, 10, uh, District 9 sequel and there was there was one other thing that he was still planning on mm-hmm. going ahead with, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. We're talking about his short right now, but uh, yeah. I do. You, did you have any like favorite parts of this one? Uh the monster. Like that's yeah. That's easy. The monster is the best part. Uh, at the at the end, she's confronting him in this in this hallway, and this is when you get like the really good look at the monster, and you get like you see really what what all of its pieces are and everything. Dude, that part and, like, was so tense too. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> I I just love it. Like it's I, it's I such it, a well made short. I too. thought it was cool too because like he uh, he explains to her at one point in time, this thing's pieced together with like you know. 200 human or like 100 human bodies or whatever mm-hmm. so it kind of has the con like the collective consciousness of all those people it knows yep. everything that those people knew well the guy even says when so he, he dies says, this thing's gonna come take my memories he's gonna know everything about you he's gonna know where you're going he's gonna know everything about everything so you gotta just run yeah right which is scary as shit yeah yeah it's <laughs> terrifying um, um I don't know. Yeah. I'd, yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> we've we've already given enough away about this one. I think we can probably wrap it up. Yeah, like, just go go watch it though, and and watch the rest of the Oats Studios films as well because they're all fantastic. Don't be like James. Watch them all. I'm gonna watch the rest. Just like I watched the Birch. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just take me a year and a half. Um, so some honorable mentions real quick before we completely get out of here. Uh, honorable mentions. Uh, since we're talking about Neil Bloomkamp. Alive in Joburg. This was his uh, short from 2005, which was basically the proof of concept for District 9. That's mm-hmm. a really good one to watch. And then also, uh, Guillermo del Toro had a short in 1987 called Geometria. Mm-hmm. It's about a kid who doesn't want to fail at geometry anymore, so he summons a demon. That it's, makes sense. It's pretty fantastic. <laughs> uh, the effects in this are great. Uh, it's only nine minutes long. Definitely check that out too, and don't watch the shitty version like we did. There's a better version on YouTube. Yeah, there is a there is like a like an HD quality version on YouTube. So make sure that we ended up watching it twice back to back because mm-hmm. we watched the shitty version first. Um, and I'm gonna throw this one out here just really quickly. It's not necessarily horror, but I loved it. It's called uh, He Took His Skin Off for Me. Oh yeah, it's a fantastic short. It's like a love story, but it's graphically amazing the practical effects in it dude absolutely look that off like the muscles and the yeah or he took his skin off maybe he that's took, what no he took his skin off for me okay yeah, yeah that's great, a really great, good one all great shorts so there's there, we could go on and on and on for hours honestly about these shorts because we watched a lot of really good ones yeah uh, this week but um i'm sure we'll do another one of these episodes at some point yeah i'm going to do like a short episode just a short <laughs> all right well all right if you want to find us on social media you can find us on soundcloud Facebook, Instagram, and Horror Amino, which I promise I will get our 
fucking posts up there, Mike. <laughs> At the I, Buzzkill Podcast. I can't talk. I was weeks behind on the Tumblr when I was doing that. That's so. true. You were. Um. Now you see my pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC, and you can find J Rodge at OceanRecordingStudio.com. Follow on all social media at Ocean Recording. And that's about that's it. it. And that's that. That's that. Well, do it. It's a good time, boys. I enjoyed spending a short amount of time with you. Watch these movies and don't short yourself on the experience. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, boys. On dark stormy nights, the sucker blood comes for those cruel folk who curse their young ones.